So today's daf is daf mem aleph, page 41 in the Hiligam Masechus Kedushin. Uh, we did not have the opportunity to finish the parak on Friday, so we will do so but with Hashem's help tonight. We pick up on the bottom of Mem Amud Beis 40b with the word Tanya, which is, if you look at the medium wide lines, the third line, last word, is Tanya. Right? Give everybody a moment to find the place. Tanya Rabyesi Aimer. Tanya learned to the Rice Rabbi Aimer Rabbi says, Godol Talmud, learning Torah is great. Shakodam Lachala Arbam Shana, because the mitzvah of Torah, not the mitzvah of Torah, the Torah itself was given to us three months after leaving Mitzrayim, while the mitzvah of Chala did not apply until we entered Eretz Yisrael. And uh, and it's also it, it came forty years before Chala and the Chumas Ma'aseh Chamishim Arba, and it came fifty four years before the mitzvah of Truma because remember Truma and Ma'aseh didn't start until fourteen years after entering Eretz Yisrael. So you had forty years in the desert, plus seven years of battle, and then seven years of di- of uh, divvying up the land. That's when we were called settled. So it's only then that the mitzvah of Truma and Ma'aseh start. And then, 14 years after settling, it was seven years till the first Shemitah, because the Shemitah cycle started once we settled, after year 14. So year 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, year 21 after coming into Eretz Yisrael was the first Shemitah year. So the Torah came 61 years before Shemitah, Shemitah and Shishim Achas, and the Yavah Ismeya Vishalish. And the first Yovel, was 103 years after the, uh, after the giving of Torah. Now, if you do the math, the problem is it's one year off because it's, um, it started 14 years plus 54. So you have 54. And if, if at 54 years after the Torah being given, we started the Shemitah and Yavl count. So when was the first Yavl? 50 years after the 54th year, right? So how many years should it be? 54 plus 50, 104. Again, 40 years in the desert, 7 years to conquer the land, 7 years to divvy the land, 54. And then 50 years later was Yael. 54 plus 50 is 104 years after the Torah is given. Says the Gemara, so why did you say 103 years? Meya v'shalish, why say 100, that you, the first Yobel year happened 103 years after the Torah was given? Meya v'arboav, you know, it's 104 years. Answers the Gemara Kasavar Yevel Mitchilasi Hu Meshamit. He holds that Yevel is also Meshamit, meaning you have to give up ownership over the slaves and uh, and the land as well. Okay, so what he means by this is that um, when you look at the very first Shemitah, we look at the entire first year. So if you count the entire first year. So now you have 53 years plus 50. When it's 53 years plus 50, it's going to be 103. And the same way you have to study Torah in order for it to come to action, right? The whole purpose of Lima Torah is to bring it into your life. So too, after 120, a person's din, a person's judgment, he's going to be first asked about the time that he set aside for the study of Torah, before we're asked about the action 
that the Torah brought us to. Kedrav Hamnuna, Dama Rav Hamnuna, ain't chilas dinay shal adam ella al dibrei Torah. Shenavar Paiter mayim rishis madin. When a person comes up to Shemayim, we're going to be asked um, whether or not we made sure that we we set ourselves down to study Tyra. Because in order to practice Tyra, you have to be educated in Tyra. Now again, education for the purpose of practice, but you can't practice without the limud, without the study. And the same way, the judgment for limud for the study of Torah, is going to be prior to one's judgment of our actions that came about through Torah. So to the reward of limud Torah comes even before the reward of acting out in the ways of Gayim. He gave them the land of the nations, va'amal, uh, and, and they worked, Laumim, the nations, Yerashu will inherit, Bavor Yishmeru Chukov, in order to guard his Chukim, his decrees, Vesayrasov, Yinsayru, and we will observe the, the uh, words, uh, to observe the words of the Taira. Kol Sha'inalev Mikra Lev Mishnah, anybody who doesn't learn Mikra U Mishnah, and we said a person who doesn't involve that at all is not part of the Torah community. You're also puzzle for Edus. This is fascinating. Uh, Rashi here explains the reason why a person who has no Limar of Chumish, Mishnayis, is because you simply don't understand what it takes to be a member of humanity. There's a menschlichkeit that comes out and a, and a seriousness that we learn from Tyra, from Chumash, from Mishnayis, from our actions, from, from our Midas, from all these things that are, that are built up, the importance of, of uh, keeping your hands to yourself, the importance of respecting people's finances, your own finances, other, the, the, the depths of it, the consequences of it, where in order to be trusted, to fully grasp what testimony is and what you've seen, you have to you have to be connected to this. You have to yeah you have to have Tyra in your life. The rabbis learn so Bashuk, a person who eats out in the street. So you walk down the street eating a big hamburger sandwich. Mamish like nothing. Mamish like nothing. Now I don't think this applies uh, to you know drinking coffee in your car or uh, eating a little snack or something of that sort. This is referring to things that are noticeable. If you see somebody walking down the street eating a eating a sandwich, you're like that's that, that's not refined. That's not the way that a, that a human being uh, pre- presents themselves. So is is likened in that moment to a dog. Not that you are a dog, but this it's an animalistic thing to do. Some say you're not trusted to give a testimony in court because in order to do that, there's a lack of self-respect. People who respect themselves, you should know, I mean, this is not the, the, the main point of Gemara, but I just want to explain the sensitivity. Many of you are going to get this, but I can just tell you, my father, Zuchayin Levracha, would not eat out in restaurants. He refused to eat in restaurants. There was one place that was owned by one of his Talmud, the Milk and Honey Bistro in Baltimore, where he'd go with my mother, if they, the little milk place, they'd go off to the side, they order the, the little thing. My father, you didn't see him eating. It wasn't, it wasn't, he, he had too much respect for himself to be eating like out, going out to eat in front of other people. Now for us, it's part of our society. There's nothing wrong with it. 
a chas v'sholem. I just want to explain there's, there's a sensitivity about the, there are those who have a sensitivity when it comes to eating, when it comes to food. Like there's, there's a chashivas, there's an importance there. When a person walks around the street just stuffing their face, if you don't have your own like gaiva, enough like respect for yourself to not do such a thing, some say we can't even trust you to testify in court because you, you've simply lost shame. And one of the things that keep people honest is, there's the truth of the matter, how have I just that we're honest? But the other part is that uh, you're being caught. We used to live in a time where people uh, wanted to be viewed as truthful. Unfortunately, it doesn't apply anymore. You catch somebody lying, they're like, okay, fine, I lied, big deal. Yeah, we're so used to people lying and double talking. Like it's so, it, it, it's so like normal now. People like don't even like have any shame. When they're, when they're caught not telling the truth, politicians and this and that. It's like, where's, what, what, what's happening? What, you know, what's going on? Somebody wrote a book called, Doesn't Anybody Blush Anymore? Something. At least, at least be embarrassed. Yeah, a person who eats in the street is a posel edus and amar vidi barav and halacha This is taka da'alacha. person who doesn't have respect for themselves to, to, and, and hold themselves accountable to be an upstanding member of society, can't be trusted to testify. Darash Bar Kapara, Bar Kapara gave a drosha. He says, Ragzan, a person who has a temper, like also Biyaday Ella Razganusa. You should know, the only thing you have at the end of the day, if you have a temper, is your temper. Ula Adam Taiv, Mat Imim Aisai Mipri Maisav. But a person who's good, person who's good, a person who's pleasant, that's what, that's what it's referring to over here. You only have what to gain through that approach. You will eat the fruits of your own labor. Sometimes, what do you mean eat the fruits? It's not always easy to become. It's not always easy to control your temper and be in control of yourself. And sometimes you so badly feel, I so badly feel the need to lay it into somebody and give it to them. And it's my responsibility to be mechanich them. And I'm the one. In the big picture... You're an Adam Taiv, you don't allow things to get to you, you're, you're going to win. You're the one who's going to gain the most from it. Person doesn't have person doesn't have Mishnayis, person doesn't have Derecheretz. Dar Hanamimeno. Stay away from him. What it literally means, take a vow, a neder, that you'll never benefit from such a person. Stay away like the plague. When you are in the company of such a person who has no mikra, no mishnah, no midas, no derecheretz, stay away. Very first chapter of Tehillim of Psalms from Dabra Melech. It's never kedai, it's never worthwhile being around, uh, being around people like that. Hadron Allah, Isha Niknes, Hadron Allah, Isha Niknes, Hadron Allah, Isha Niknes, Mouthdorf, everybody who's able to finish the first parak of Meseches Kedushin. And now we begin the second parak. Here we go. Ishmaqadish Bayu Bishluchai, Hoisha Meshkadeshas Ba Uvishlucha. When a man marries a woman, he can marry her or he can appoint a messenger to go put a ring on her finger. And the messenger shows up and he says to her, I am. Marrying you uh, off to Reuven, I'm his messenger, and that's fine. And a woman also, let's say a couple wants to get married, and the woman's in St. Louis, and the husband's in Eretz Yisrael, 
but they want to make sure they tie the knot, uh, you know, and she just can't get over there for whatever reason, she can appoint a messenger to go and accept the marriage on her behalf. And the husband will put a ring on her, her messenger's finger, let's say, if it's a woman, which we'll get into. And he says, you know, uh, I'm marrying this other lady with you as her messenger. We know as well that a father has the rights to marry off his minor daughter. Um, either he can do it directly for her, or he can appoint a messenger to do it on behalf of his daughter. Now here there's an added novel idea, because you think that the husband, him, the father himself is already a messenger. So it's, you might say, can he appoint a messenger? Yeah, so we know that really the father's not acting as a messenger. The Torah gives him, uh, the, the Torah gives him the rights to do this himself. The Torah gives him the right to uh, to uh, marry her off, and therefore he could appoint a messenger as well. We'll get into all these things in Mitzvah Shem. Says the Gemara, "Has the b'shulcha mekadesh boy me boy." Why do, ask the Gemara a basic question? Why doesn't the Mishnah just say, "His you can appoint a messenger to marry a woman." Why does it say you can marry a woman and you could appoint a messenger? Shkayach, I already know you can marry a woman. I'm Rabbi Yisif, mitzvah by Yesmi B'shtuchay. It's letting me know as follows. Even though I can appoint a messenger to marry a woman on my behalf, it's always better to do a mitzvah by yourself. So even though I could appoint somebody else to do it on my behalf, mitzvah by Yesmi B'shtuchay, one of the most crucial Phrases that a yid has to know. It is better. It is more incumbent upon me involve myself in a mitzvah. We say when we make a bracha on a mitzvah. Asher kiddishanu b'mitzvah Hashem, you've sanctified me with the mitzvah. When I do a mitzvah, my body, my guf becomes kaddish. Use your body in the performance mitzvah. Therefore, I the Gemara ask the question, why does it say him and his messenger? Letting me know you could appoint a messenger, but you should know always better to do a mitzvah by yourself. Safra would prepare the meat for Shabbos by himself. He could have hired somebody. Let somebody else do it. Get involved. Use your body to do the mitzvah. And Rabba would would uh, be Malach Shibuta. He would salt the Shibuta. It was a fish. Rashi says, he would salt the fish, he'd make the herring, he'd make the salmon, the cured salmon, with Kavad Shabbos. Aye, there's other people who could do a mitzvah. Very nice, but you know something? We're cooking for Shabbos. You know what type of mitzvah that is? Do it yourself. Do it yourself in every household. The whole family should be involved in getting the home ready for Shabbos, whether it's with the straightening up, whether it's with the setting of the table, and the candles, and the cooking, and the cleaning I, I have enough money to hire house help and to get it all done. Fine, you can hire them too. But it's not a reason not to do anything by myself. Mitzvah boy. Every time there's a mitzvah to do, chaparain, do it, uh, do it yourself. Those who say, that, that uh, the reason why it's better to do it more you than a messenger is because when it comes to marrying... There's actually an Avera. Is it a valid marriage if I appoint an agent on my behalf to marry a woman? Yeah, but it's the wrong thing to do. Why? Fascinating. A man is not allowed to marry a woman sight unseen. 
because you might come to marry her. You might you'll, you'll marry her through an agent. Either you'll appoint an agent, and you're not going to see this woman, and you'll be married to her, and now you're going to go move in with her, and you think she's not pretty, she's not the most beautiful person, you're not so attracted to her, you're not so into her personality, which very often does not come out online or over the phone, it's only in person, and it says in the Torah, Don't put yourself into a situation where there's opportunity for trouble. So, go see her first. Make sure you meet. A lot of stories about this. A lot of Mahalchem. There's a, a big question that they ask on this Gemara. It says in the Torah, when Avram and Sarah were going down to Mitzrayim, so Avram says to Sarah, now I know that you're a beautiful woman. So Rashi says, what do you mean now I know you're a beautiful woman? Until now you didn't know. Yeah? So they say, oh, he never noticed her beauty. The problem is, how could he not notice her beauty? There's a, the Gemara here says, you're mechuyiv. You're obligated. So what they answer is, and there's a beautiful uh, and an important foundational idea, <coughs> is that of course Avram Lusar was a beautiful woman. There's no question about it. But their conversation was for the first time about her physical looks. Meaning, he knew she was physically beautiful. But, and I'm sure he told her that she's a beautiful woman. But to be so focused on her external over her internal, see, there's a lot of pretty people out there. The question is how many beautiful people there are. The beauty of a person comes out by being with them. By spending time with them, by seeing their neshama, by, by doing it. So Avram was saying to Sarah, now that we're going down to Mitzrayim, where the people there are immoral, and Paro himself took Sarah, he was saying, now's the first time in our relationship where we need to reckon with only your externals. Now we got to deal with the fact that you're a, a beautiful woman, your externals, you know, we, we, until now we just see the wholeness of a person and now we're going to have to, uh, we see each other in a shallow way because that's how the Mitzrim, uh, uh, that's how the Mitzrim uh, saw each other. Practically speaking though, you're to, you're to see uh, a wife before marrying her. And when we say this, uh, this halacha of Rabbi Yosef, it's coming on the Seifa, the end of the Mishnah, which says, A woman could appoint a messenger on her behalf as well. If she could appoint a messenger, why does it say her and her messenger? Of course she could do it herself. And on that, on Rabbi Yosef, it's better for her to accept the Kedushan than to appoint an agent. Beautiful idea, which is like this. A man's obligated to see a woman before marrying her. But what's the responsibility of a woman? Does the woman have to see the man? The answer is no. No. Why? Because there's a rule. A woman prefers to live with a guy who's nice to her and may not be externally good-looking than to remain a spinster. A woman would prefer that. And therefore, the obligation of seeing a husband from a wife is not the same, is not the same responsibility. Aye, so why is it better for her to see him anyway? 
because it's always better to do a mitzvah by yourself. The same way these, these Amairaim would prepare for Shabbos with their own bodies and they wouldn't put the responsibility on other people, a woman, even though she's mutter, so if let's say you have a one-way glass between husband and wife, he could see her, she can't see him. So he could see her, beautiful, he hasn't done any transgression. She can't see him, no problem, she hasn't done a transgression either. But it's still better for the two of them to be there and not to appoint agents because always better to do a mitzvah by yourself. There's a mitzvah to do, get involved. Don't rely on others to get it done for you. Seems to imply when she's a Nara, can give her over from marriage, or not when she's a minor. Okay. You say the Rav, this is a proof to Rav, don't review the Marav, he tamer of a lozer, also the Shigadi Shbita, Kishikitana, actually the God of a Tamer of a Plenian, he writes. See, we've been learning, the Torah gives the right to a father to marry off his minor daughter. Says the Gemara here, but even though you have a right to, it's wrong. It's wrong to follow through on those rights until she's 12. Because once she's 12, she has enough das. She's now an adult. She has enough das to say, I want this. Now the father can marry her off as an ara. As a katana, is it going to be a valid? It'll be valid, but it's, it's wrong. It's an avera. A father, do you have the rights? The Torah gave you the rights, but it's an avera. Just because you have the right to do it does not mean you should do it. Says the Gemara, Shlichos Menala. Okay, now that our mission established, you can appoint agents for marriage. How do I know? What's your source? There could be agents in marriage. And he sends her away. This is referring to a get, right? A husband writes a get to his wife, and the and uh, he sends her away from uh, from his house. The, to send away is an expression of also appointing a messenger. So he could appoint a messenger to deliver a get to his wife. That's Vishilach. Vishilcha. There's the extra hey. It says Vishilcha. He'll send her away. It doesn't say Vishilach mi beisai. He said Vishilcha. What's the extra hey? It's written in feminine as well to let us know that the woman also could appoint a messenger to accept the get. So a husband can, uh, can appoint a messenger to hand off the get. And she can appoint the messenger to accept the get. So if you have a couple that's not on speaking terms, not on seeing terms, nothing to do with each other, how can we get a get done? They refuse to be in the same room. The way to get a get done is the husband appoints a messenger, the wife appoints a messenger, and then the husband's messenger hands it off to the wife's messenger. And then the messengership can keep continuing. Okay, so I now know by divorce, remember we were asking, how do you know by marriage you can appoint a messenger? It says the Gemara, let's go back. It says by the Torah you can appoint a messenger by divorce. Okay. So I know by divorce you can now have a messenger. What about marriage? Maybe you're going to tell me learn out marriage from divorce like we've done many times so far in our Masechta. The same way she goes out, she comes in. As we learned previously, here's the problem. Says the Gemara, you can't learn out the messengership of marriage from divorce. I'll tell you why. Because by divorce, you could have divorced a woman against her will. If a man hands a get to a woman, if she doesn't want to accept it, if it's now in her property and it's in her hand, they're, they're considered divorced. But by kedushin, but by marriage, you need absolute, complete consent on both sides. 
And therefore, the logic that we use by divorce of him being able to appoint a messenger, and we don't really care much, doesn't matter much about her abilities, don't tell me much about her ability when it comes to marriage. So we going back to the Xerishava, the same way you go out, you come back in, which means, however, the uh, the words I'm going to use is circumstances, structure, whatever structure, effective structure could be used when it comes to divorce, that same effective structure could be used when it comes to marriage. Again, you're right. Even though one needs consent, one doesn't need consent, it doesn't matter. Structurally, if an agent works by divorce, <clears throat> it works by marriage as well. If I say to a messenger, please go take Truma for me. Pause. We learned this mission together and I want to explain to you the law of Truma for a moment. I have grain in my field. I'm obligated to separate truma to the Kohen, miser to the lady. How much is miser? Tithing, 10%. How much truma? It doesn't say anywhere in the Torah how much I need to give. Truma just means a portion. So I need to give a portion to the Kohen. How much is a portion? How much? doesn't say in the Torah, which means, biblically, how much do I need to give to Kohen? The smallest amount. But the Chachamim say as follows. The Chachamim say, when it comes to truma, if you're stingy, you'll give 1%. If you're an average person, regular, you'll give 2%. If you're generous, you'll give 3%. So they start creating parameters. Now, by the way, 2% seems like a little... But notice, if every year is giving 2%, the Kohanim are only one family in the whole Shevet Levi. So your 10% goes to a broad group of people. The 2% goes to a very small group. So if everybody's giving this small group 2%, the Kohanim walk away with a nice livelihood. They're taken care of. Because it's not spread around so many people, right? Only the Kohanim. Are all getting that. You imagine your shul. How many kahanim do you have in shul? Right? So you have, uh, you know, you have a couple hundred people in shul. Okay, some shuls are higher or less. You say five kahanim, 150 people, five kahanim, right? So if all these people, if 200 people giving uh, 2% to these five uh, kahanim, so then, you know, it doesn't, doesn't spread so far. So average wise, it comes out. Okay, so we're giving that amount. Again, if you're stingy, 1%, average 2%, generous 3%. But the Mishnah says like this, I appoint a messenger to give Truma, but I didn't tell him how much. So what should this messenger do? I'm out of town, he does the, I'm not around for him to ask me. Says the Mishnah, Tyrim Kedas Balabayas, he should figure out the nature of the landowner, and say, oh, if he's a generous guy, I'll give 3%. If he's average, I'll give 2%. If he's stingy, I'll give 1%. The main idea of the he doesn't know the mindset of the Balabayas. So then you give 2% on average. Top of Amadeis. If let's say, yeah, he's uh, 
he's off by, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a little bit, uh, up 10, down 10, it's still going to be a valid truma. Because the bottom line is, I was appointed to be the agent. Menola. But the question is, how do I know this from the psukim? Okay? How do I know that I could appoint a messenger when it comes to uh, when it comes to Truma? So I know you could appoint a messenger by divorce and marriage. What about Truma? If you're going to tell me, learn it out from divorce. See, by Gerishin, it's creating a... When you divorce a woman, what's happening? You're removing the holiness of marriage and creating a loss of holiness. So maybe we'll say you could appoint a messenger when there's a loss of holiness. That doesn't necessarily hold true by truma, which you're creating holiness. Maybe when I create holiness, I cannot use a messenger. I need to do this myself. What is a fascinating, just think about the concept that the Gemara, the approach the Gemara says, when you're creating Kedusha, you've got to use your own body. You don't appoint, you don't send off a mitzvah to somebody else. By divorce, fine. But a year giving up on the opportunity to use your own goof, your own body, your own gewalt, you to do a mitzvah, maybe you can't do that. Create Kedusha, you gotta, you gotta work on it. You can't send somebody else to put tefillin on for you. So you can't send somebody else to do truma for you. No, by truma it says, you take truma, also you take truma. Well, who's also? The rabbi says, also is coming to include a messenger. Says the Gemara, V'nichleb Rachmana B'Truma, let the Torah write by Truma, V'nitein, V'nesu Hanach V'gruminei, let the Torah write, you could make a Shliach by Truma, and I'll say, oh, if you can make a messenger by holy things, how much more so should you be able to make a messenger by divorce and marriage? And you don't even need to give me a source of messengership by divorce and marriage. My source will be Truma! Says the Gemara, no, Mishum D'Ikulim Mifrach, Shkin Yeshlem Machshav. If I wouldn't have a specific verse, I would say it like this. You know when you could um, uh, appoint truma? See, truma is interesting in that you can, in your own mind, separate truma. I don't need to physically separate truma, which means if I'm out of town, and I, have, I know I have truma that needs to be separated in my field, in my mind, mentally, I can think to myself, you know, the most northeastern pile of my field, that's truma. The moment I decide that in my head, that becomes the truma. Now, why is that important? Because my family back home cannot eat any of the grain till I separate truma. So I want to mentally separate it. This way, if they're eating it, they're not coming to transgress. But be it as it may, I would say, by truma, where you could separate it mentally, there, if you could do it mentally, how much more so could I appoint an agent to physically go do it? Because anyway, it's just dependent on my on my mind. But by Gerishin and Kedushin, which needs action, maybe uh, I can't appoint a messenger. And therefore, I need to write that by Truma there's messengership, and I need to write by divorce there's messengership. You have a group that lost Karb Pesach, they say to one person, say you Bikesh, go to another animal. Say, how's the Karb Pesach brought? You have a whole group of people, they're going to come have the Pesach Seder together. So they come with their sheep. And it comes time to bring their carbon, and guess what? The sheep, the Hashepsala Einenu, the sheep ran away. They don't have an animal. So they tell one guy, how often does this happen? You can imagine. They tell a guy, okay, go get another sheep. 
Sayu Bikesh, Ushchayr Alein, and go to another sheep and then just take care of it. Shechta for us. He goes and shechts another sheep. In the meantime, they don't know that he found another sheep. Like, oh, maybe he's not going to get it. So they find the sheep in the meantime. And they take a, a, an animal and they, they shech their own carbon pesach. You can just imagine this happens all the time. You And then you meet up and everybody's like, oh, I thought you were doing it. I thought you were doing it. Right? So if this guy who was appointed to go get for the whole group if his slaughter happened earlier in the day, who I call Mishala, he should eat from him. They should join him with him. He was the messenger. Menalam, what's the source? Vachitim, Yalaf Mahana Chivkin, tell me, learn it out from the uh, Truma and uh, Gittin and all those things that, hey, he's a messenger. You can't make a connection because Karim Pesach is holier than Truma and holier than uh, Gerzin. So it's even more holy, and you won't be necessarily, necessarily be able to learn that out. Nafkalem did Yeshua ben Karchi says Gemara. We learn out that you can make a shliach by a by a carbon um, pesach from Yeshua ben Karchi. Yeshua ben Karchi, minayin shulchan the kamaisi. Hey, no, a messenger becomes an extension of the person himself. The entire bnei Yisrael shechs animals in the afternoon on of pace of erev pesach. The chi kol akol kol mshachtim. Really, every last Jew shechs a carbon pesach. It's not true. Yeah? All you need is one person to shecht for the whole group. You're right. What happens here is one person shechts for the whole group, but when that one person does it for the whole group, it's as if every last member of the group shechted it himself. So you see that a messenger is like the, is like the sender himself. Shluchai shal adam kemaisei. The messenger of a person is like the person themselves doing it. It says, okay, so you brought, you brought out a beautiful proof. When it comes to a Pesach sacrifice, there's agency. You can appoint the messenger. So why don't we just say that by Karim Pesach? And I'll say, if by Karim Pesach you can make an, a messenger, how much more so by every other case? And you don't need to give, and I'll know you can make a messenger by divorce. You can make a messenger by Truma. You can make a messenger by marriage. Learn everything out from Karim Pesach. No, maybe if I would have only just given the source by a carbon Pesach, I would say, you know what? Every time you bring a sacrifice to the Beis HaMikdash, who's doing it for you? The Kohen. So the way that sacrifices work in general is through Shliach, through an agency. So maybe over there, where the only way to get it done is through an agent, you could use an agent. But maybe by getting, by divorce, by marriage, by Truma, where you could do all these things yourself, Maybe you're obligated to do it yourself. Therefore, I need other sources to tell me that agency works in all cases. Says the Gemara, okay. We just proved that we need a source by divorce. We need a source by truma. We need a source by carbon Pesach that you can use an agent. Why? I wouldn't be able to learn out one from one because each one's different, right? Pesach is unique in that all agency is done by a kain. Truma is unique is that it works with thought. Gerishin is not holy. So maybe I could use two of them together and leave out the third, and I'll be able to learn all Allah's out from those two. Hi Tasi, which two? If the third would leave out that I could use the Shliach by carbon Pesach, learn it out from Gerishin, from divorce and Shuma. I'll see No, these things aren't as holy as carbon Pesach. So maybe my carbon Pesach, you you have to do it yourself. 
Maybe the Torah shouldn't give us a source by divorce. And I would say, if you could use a shliach, if you could use a messenger by a Pesach sacrifice in Shuma, how much more so can you use a shliach by divorce? No. Yeah, a divorce needs an action. The other things by holiness work with thought. You could have done that. I don't understand. But we have a source that you could use a messenger by Truma. The Gemara says, if I would have just written you could use a messenger by divorce and use a messenger by Karbazak, I would know without a source. I would know you could use a messenger for Truma. Says the Gemara, so why do we bring a source? It's unnecessary. The reason why I have a source by Truma of Gama Tem, you could use a messenger, is because of Rabbianai's Allah. Rabbianai, Gama Tem, Atem, Bnei Bris, Avshlucham, Bnei Bris. Letting me know, I know you can use a messenger. I know it from carbon Pesach and Gerish and, and divorce. But you know why I need a source by Truma? Gamatem teaches me you could use a messenger, but that but what's unique is the messenger has to be Jewish. Says the Gemara. Really? I need a source to tell me the messenger must be Jewish? Halamali Kra? I need a verse to tell me that? Why? I already know that from Rechiel Barab, quoting Rabbi Yechinon, Dom Rechiel Barab, Rabbi Yechinon, Ain't the Ebed Nasr Shliach Lekabal Get Me Yad Baal Shalisha. An Ebed Kenani, a non-Jewish servant, cannot accept a get. Lefisha Ain't the Ebed Nasr Shliach because he's not in the part, department of divorce and marriage. So of course, when it comes to Truma, where a guy is not in the department of Truma, he cannot be a messenger. I need a verse excluding a non-Jew from being a messenger on Truma? You can only be a messenger for a mitzvah that you yourself could do. A guy doesn't have a mitzvah of Truma. There's more no ishrich. I need this as a source. Without a source by Truma telling me that it has to be Jewish, I would have thought to say, when it comes to an Ebed Kanani, he has nothing to do with Jewish marriage. But when it comes to a non-Jew, he has the ability, a non-Jew can, if he wanted, to separate Truma from his own stuff. If a non-Jew were to say, I'm separating Truma, he could do that. How do I know that? Tonight we learned in the Mishnah. That's separated Truma. Truma and Truma. It's a valid Truma. So I would say, listen, if it's a valid Truma by a non-Jew, maybe you could make him a messenger. He's included in this parsha of Truma. Yeah, he's connected to this if he wanted. It's not one of, it's not an obligation, but let him do it. The Pasuk lets me know that even though he can do it for himself, he cannot do it on behalf of a Yir. According to Rav Shimon, who says that a uh, non-Jew separating Shuma does not work the same way. And where does this come from? The Tanam we learned in the Mishnah. Uh, um, if you have the Shuma of a non-Jew, it's going to be it's uh, if it gets mixed in to somebody else's thing, it's going to make it assertive. So let's say a non-Jew separates truma and it falls into my flour. So the whole mixture becomes truma. I cannot eat my regular flour, even though my flour wasn't truma. The whole thing cannot be eaten by a non-kind. Rav Shimon says you could. Why? If Rav Shimon says I can eat my flour when the truma of a guy fell in. That's a proof that Rav Shimon holds that it's not a valid truma if a guy does it. And therefore, 
according to Shimon who says that a non-Jew cannot, who separates Shuma is not valid even for himself. So of course he cannot be my messenger. And we're back to our question. Why do I need a verse to tell me that a non-Jew can't be a messenger? I know he can't be a messenger. He can't even do it for himself. Answer the Gemara. It's, even according to Shimon, I need to exclude a non-Jew. Why? So that the Chavina, I would say, that you can separate the truma, but it cannot be the sharecropper, you and not partners, which means if you have partners who own a field and they separate it 50 50, I can't separate truma for you. You cannot separate truma for me. Do you have to separate truma, but not a trustee over the estate? Let's say you have young orphans who a trustee is, is appointed. They cannot uh, separate the Chumas and Meisers. You separate and you cannot separate from something that, that's not yours. I know all these halachas to be true. So I would say, You know what it means? You have to do it and not your messenger. If you can't appoint your partner to do it, not you can't appoint. If your partner can't do it for you and a trustee cannot do it and a sharecropper cannot do it, I would say, even somebody you appoint your messenger cannot do it. Therefore, atem gam atem lets me know that no, if you appoint any of these people or any person to be your messenger, it actually would work. Who taught us earlier that the reason why you know a carbon pesach, you could appoint a messenger and shluchos on the kemaisa. A messenger is like an extension of yourself because it says in the verse. All of, every, all of every Yid brought a carbon Pesach. That means, not every Yid shechted it, so it's got to be that my messenger is like me. And therefore it's called even I shechted it. Who uses this Pesach for a different Joshua, has he going to know that you can make a Shliach, you can make a messenger when it comes to Karbanais? Answer the Gemara, the Tanya. I'm sorry, now how do I know Rabbi Edison holds that that uh, by Karban Pesach, it works differently. The time I learned that Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, Eimer, Minayin, Shekol Yisrael, Kulam, Kulam, Yaitzim, Bepesach, Echad. How do I know, says Rabbi Yisrael, you can bring one Pesach sacrifice for all of Bnei Yisrael. Now, for this to work, Rashi explains, means you make a whole Chabura, a whole group of people, and one person will shech the Pesach sacrifice on their behalf. Will everybody get to eat from this Karban? No. But at least they'll have gotten their mitzvah. Shnemar, as it says, The entire B'day Yisrael, Shechs of the afternoon, Does every year Shech? No, one person Shechs. Technically, if there's only one sheep available for all of B'day Yisrael, that's fine. So according to B'day who learns this, that all of B'day Yisrael, you could bring one carbon Pesach, how does he know that you could appoint a messenger by a sacrifice. Says the Gemara, how do you know? He just told you. All of Bnei Yisrael, one guy does it for you. Says the Gemara, I mean, nay. I learned it out from that very verse that a, that a messenger. Says the Gemara, no, but though Mashani has him, this they shows the Gabai. Maybe you could, listen to this, it's Gishmak. And we're going to hold it here. We're going to hold it here. But I want to explain the steps. Says the Gemara, you have no proof. If one person can shecht for all of Bnei Yisrael on Erev Pesach, that's not a proof that they're your messenger, and I'll tell you why. Because the way to be part of a group for a Karba Pesach 
is when you chip in. You gave a shekel to own the sheep. Well, guess what? Over there, every single yid is a part owner in that animal. And therefore, the shliach, the messenger himself, is shechting his own animal. Do I have a proof that a messenger who doesn't own the animal and is only there as an agent can act as an agent? I don't have a proof to that. And therefore, we're back to square one. Says the Gemara, how would I know? According to Rabbi Yainison, that there's a concept of being a messenger by a carbon. That we don't know. Carbon Pesach is not a proof, because again, the messenger himself is a part owner. So we're still looking for a source. When it comes to Karbanais, how Rabbi Yainison would know, we'll hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.